This next and final song is going to be one that has made me pretty famous over the last few years. Not to make me look good or anything, but... It's the only way to be strong in Welcome to Not Another Baptist Podcast, a weekly podcast about what two pastors are learning in the middle of absolutely nowhere. My name is Matt Hensley. I'm the pastor of May Hill Baptist Church in May Hill, New Mexico, and managing editor of Lifeway Pastors on Lifeway the Internet. Uh, and I'm joined, as always, by none other than Dr. Kyle Bierman. Pastor, of there's that. Church. There's that pause. There's yeah. that pause. We know and love. Who are you yep, again? That's it. That's it. Doctor Kyle Bierman, the pastor of First Baptist Church of Alamogordo, New Mexico, director of Replanter Development for the North American Mission Board, drinker of black coffee, hater of candy corn, lover of pumpkin spice, and yeah. arch nemesis of the Houston Astros and the New York Yankees. Well, I mean, you're just arch nemesis of anybody yeah. that wins, right? Yes. Well, <laughs> not, not, not by default, but apparently that's how it's become. So, oh, Hey, gotcha. by the way, kudos well, last week on your, um, on your prophecy uh, that the, yeah. uh, the Astros would win it all. Are, are you still, are you still holding out um, world series in five games for the Astros? Well, now that it's the nationals, I'm tempted to go to four, but yeah, we'll Ooh, do five. Okay. Yeah. Right. We, we, uh, this is recording on Wednesday yep. and the game is postponed. Yes. And, so uh, so I think that's probably a good thing, but it might move some of our starters around, but, but yeah, we'll, we'll be fine. Right. We'll, okay. we'll knock off these chumps okay. from New York and, uh, <laughs> and then wipe out the uh, cousins of the uh, Rangers. Yes. That's next right. Week, I guess. Yeah. Be, so yeah. I am, I, I first of all, I did not expect that the Nationals would uh, sweep the Cardinals, especially after uh, what the Cardinals did to the Braves in Game yeah. Five of the ALDS or in LDS. But um, so I was not expecting that, and I am I am fully on the Nats bandwagon for the postseason yeah. um, because there is a history there. The Rangers uh, were the second uh, incarnation of the Washington Senators before they moved to Arlington in 1972. The first incarnation of the Washington Senators um, brought the only championship to D.C. in, I believe, 1933 before they moved on and became the Minnesota Twins. And the current Washington Nationals franchise has a long... um, uh, Rangers-esque history, yes, where they were the Expos. And it's actually sad because they were on pace to make it to the postseason in 1994 or was it 94, 93, 94 when the strike happened. And um, that was like their best year. And then uh, the strike happened, the world series got canceled and um, the, uh, they, they players got paid. Players got, yeah, players (laughs) got paid guys like Pedro Martinez and Vladimir Guerrero were no longer with the, 
uh, Expos at that point. So I am, I'm, I'm pretty excited for the, for the Nats. It was a lot of fun last night to see the, the fans at DC because I, I know, and, and you do too, you know what it's like um, to yeah. finally get that, that first World Series trip after a long, sad drought. I, I'm glad, so. yeah, yeah, it's, it's good. Um, I'm, I'm thrilled. It, it will just make me happy because, uh, you know, my, uh, my secretary, yes. she needs Jesus. She does need Jesus. Uh, yes. She doesn't like you uh, because uh, <laughs> you, uh, you're a Red Sox fan at one point, or not really uh, no. an official fan. If, but, you if, know, you if, if I have to pick them. between the Yankees and the Red Sox, yeah. I am full on the Red Sox. Yes. And so <laughs> she, she like delayed your reimbursement check one time. <laughs> Uh, because she was not happy about that, but, but yeah, it's, it's been good. I, I need to brag on somebody in my church that okay. absolutely made my day the most unsuspecting member of our church, like the sweetest member of our church who I love dearly, who doesn't listen to this episode. I'm going to ask her to, so that she will hear this. Okay. She played the absolute best prank Anybody oh, has played right. I like on my entire life. Now, those of you that don't uh, know me well enough, y'all are fortunate. But those <laughs> that do would know that I have some OCD tendencies. There's certain things and certain ways uh, that my office, my study needs to be. And uh, we've had a two-time guest on the show uh, ruin my office before by you know, changing books around and, and hiding books in different My, my esteemed colleague at the North American yeah. Mission Board. Dennis yeah, this is, this is true. He probably hates Jesus too, but he would, <laughs> he would do all of that stuff. He's hiding all this kind of stuff, moving my curtains around so they're uneven. Well, there's a picture, a painting that I was blessed to have already been in, in my office. I would not have picked this painting, but it's in there and it's above my desk. And I have probably straightened that thing 150 times, uh, maybe 300. I don't know. But every time somebody shuts the front door, it moves just a little bit. And I've finally gotten to the point you know, a couple of months ago where I, I just, I don't, I don't even look at that wall. I just, I write from the other desk so I don't see it because I know that as soon as I move it, it's going to move back. Well, this lady comes in and, and she, her name is Kim sweet, sweet member of our church. And she comes in, she's like, I just have to confess something. And I said, what's that, Kim? And she said, well, um, do you notice your, your painting? I said, well, yes, I do. It's always crooked. And she's like, why don't you fix it? And I said, well, I've, I did for many, uh, many months, <laughs> many years here. And uh, she said, well, uh, why not? I said, well, because it keeps moving back. She's like, oh, like there's nothing behind it, keeping it crooked. And I said, what do you mean? And so I reached back there and she had put Velcro on the wall because I had complained about it in one sermon, like six months back or something like that. So That's she funny. put Velcro behind it so that I could keep it straight. But before I ever fixed it, she of course Velcroed it where it would be uh, <laughs> uneven. And uh, it was a, it was the greatest prank anybody's ever put because I was just so frustrated with it. I don't even write on that desk anymore because it, <laughs> it drove me nuts. Uh, so that, that is a genius. That is a pretty genius. That is a pretty, it really is. Those are the best. Yeah, it really is. But that's also the best kind of prank. The one yeah. that just drives you nuts and you just give up. Yeah. Uh, but uh, right. you know, this, this is going to be the best, um, the best, segue we've ever had to our southwestern uh plug in okay. that 
if you went to the Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't have anything. <laughs> no, but we would encourage you to check out Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. Uh, at the time that this goes live, this Friday, uh, will be just a couple of days away from their big old inauguration of uh, Dr. Adam Greenway. And uh, so we're going to put some information on that in the uh, show notes uh, because we would love for you to join us live uh, for that. It's going to be a special time for Southwestern uh, family there, Southwestern family abroad, and uh, Southwesterners that aren't there yet. That's going to happen on October 21st at 6 p.m. Central Time. And uh, so make note of that wherever you live. Uh, it'll be October 21st at 6 p.m. Central Time. And, uh, and we would love for you to take part. That's going to be at swibits.live, S-W-B-T-S dot L-I-V-E. And uh, so how, how about that segue, man? Yeah, that was good. That was good. Uh, other that was than, you about know, your, your, your train wrecky beginning. It got as, that was as about, about as, um, I don't know, confident of a segue as I would be on a segue. <laughs> that's, that's, this is true. This is true. Well, so today um, we are, you, you shared a little bit about your local church. We're, we're uh, addressing a topic that is, uh, I feel like, relevant to a lot of local churches. Pranking um, church members. Pranking. We are not talking about pranking church members. Okay. Well, I'm going to say this has been. This I'm has been s- used. <laughs> it has been. I'm going to set it up. Okay. As as we get ready to introduce this, I'm going to set it up with a Bible verse, a, a Bible passage from Acts uh, that I found on SBC Voices. Our friends over at SBC okay. Voices, Dave Miller and yeah. family, and, uh, and it's in Acts, and it says, after someone makes the necessary announcements, either the choir would sing the call to worship, or we'd sing a hymn or two out of the Baptist hymnal, the repository of all songs holy enough to sing in church. There would be a pastoral prayer with the appropriate references to thee and thou to demonstrate awe. Hymns were led by a nicely dressed man in a white shirt tie and dark suit, just as Moses commanded. Then we would take up the offering after the gift and the giver were appropriately blessed. Then just before the sermon, someone would bless us with special music. It would be a solo or duet or quartet, but special music preceding the sermon was mandated somewhere in the Bible, even if we can't exactly show you the reference. We are talking today about special music. Music. Something that is <laughs> you know probably... the, the key. The key to special music is is the first word. Special. It is. It is, it is almost always, always. special. Yes. One way uh, or the other, it is special. Yeah. That that separates it from normal <laughs> and congregational <laughs> singing. Yes. Uh, and more often than not, I think we could probably all agree and say a hearty amen to. Oh, bless their hearts. That yep. was special. Yep, that's right. And and so I feel like special music is not as prevalent now as it was certainly 20 years ago, probably even around 10 years ago. Um, but it, when, when I was growing up, and, and even in the first, man, seven, eight years or so that I was in full-time ministry, uh, special music was as frequent as the offering, right? It was there. It was, in fact, sometimes it happened during the offering. But it was going to happen um, every single Sunday. 
And so Matt, as we dive into this, let me just ask, do you still have special music on a regular basis at Mayhill Baptist Church? We have special music on an irregular, irregular. basis. So it is special when it happens then. Huh. It is. Yes. <laughs> and that was always my thing. Like if, if it happens every Sunday, what's so special about it? Right. Like if, why do I, um, so we, we do not, uh, at first Baptist church, Alan McGordo. And, and I don't think that was something that changed. I think that had already, um, kind of gone the way of the dodo bird by the time I got here, it went, or, or in the case of, uh, of, of Southern Baptist life. Now it went the way of Sunday night church. <laughs> For, for a lot of us, right? Well, it, uh, for the fake for, Christians, us yes. true Christians still yes. have still occasional special night. music in Sunday yeah. night. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah. but yeah, you know, one of the things that it, it kind of died a natural death because yeah. I asked people to submit it, um, you know, what they wanted to sing, and then we would schedule it when it would tie into either the songs we were going to be singing, which would then tie into the service. And, yeah. uh, and so then suddenly, you know, uh, Florida Georgia line holy is no longer <laughs> going to fit into the the service or there's holes oh, in the yeah. floor of heaven you know or when the world stops turning you know yeah. stuff like that just isn't going to make its way in there yeah. uh and and one of the reasons that we we did that um was one of the the reasons many take it out is we we have some folks that are pretty dead set on that hour yeah. um being in and out and uh, more often than not even if we don't try we can we can pull that off yeah. Uh, but sometimes you start adding in right now, we're in the New Mexico uh, emphasis with uh, Mission New Mexico. Yeah. And then in a couple of weeks, we'll be in Wadi Moon. And so there's the videos, then there's usually announcements. And, and we were never going to cut the sermon. We were never going to cut the regular music. Right. And so all of the other things could kind of be, uh, you know, movable parts. You know, we, if we're going to have Lord's Supper, uh, we don't do that. Um, weekly as as I would prefer, but if we're going to have Lord's Supper, we're not going to do special music or right. we're not going to do uh, a video, things like that. Yeah. And so it, it had a natural out and that if, if it was a full Sunday already with some extra stuff, we just weren't going to add it to an already kind of jumbled yeah. uh, thing. And yeah. uh, because it just would break up everything and, and then of course go over 12 o'clock and that's somewhere in the Bible too that you have yes, to it is. at noon. Yep. And uh, so, yeah. So, so for us, adding, we we need to know what the content is, the theme of the song. Uh, need to know that you're actually able to sing, sing it. Um, you know, make a uh, joyful uh, noise um, to the glory of God and not the detriment of the hearers among us. Things like that. We can uh, make sure that what we are singing up there isn't going to take away from the service or be a distraction. That's one yeah. of our main is it adds to not takes away from uh, the service because I think yeah. everybody would, would uh, you know, maybe that American idol culture, everybody would like to think they could make themselves a, uh, a spot there on American idol. And sometimes you find out once the uh, cameras are rolling, yep. you don't got it. Yep. Bless, yep. bless their hearts. You don't, you don't have it. And, yep. uh, and so it ends up being awkward for, for everybody. Yep. And, and especially if it's theologically suspect or, um, completely, completely alternate to anything yeah. we're talking about that day or yeah. singing about that day. And yeah. And, and that was the same thing. And, you know, I know 
um, both of us, we, we like to keep a, a tight grip on the things that are said um, and, and, and the things that happen during a worship service. Um, because Dictator. if not, <laughs> I was going to say, not in a totalitarian way, but, but if you don't, things can devolve rather quickly. Um, and, and, and I think as, as shepherds, that's our job to, um, you, you know, make sure that we steward well what is said from the pulpit, wh- whether real or figurative, but that, right. So, but, but that, um, from, from, from the platform, we, we have a responsibility to, to steward what's said from there. And when you turn the mic over to someone who's going to sing a special, you lose all control of that. Um, there's just no telling what's going to come out either from what they say before the song or sometimes during the song. Um, so, so I'm curious, let's, let's tell on ourselves first. Okay. So we're both musicians. Um, both been singing and, and I did a lot of specials in high school and college and um, even as, as a youth and music minister. So I'm curious, Matt, you start, what was your personal worst special music experience? Um, it was a Gaither vocal band song. Okay. Okay. From, and I don't remember the, the title. I think it was, I do believe or something. Okay. Uh, but, Good song. Uh, yeah. Similar, similar to Shane and Shane. Okay. Uh, there, there are some members of the Gaither vocal band that are in my range and some members that are not. Like, and like David, uh, David Phelps, for instance, David is not Phelps in your range. comes to mind. I can, <laughs> I can sing with anything Guy Penrod okay. uh, sings and, and of course Bill Gaither and, yeah. and any of the 10,000 other tenors they've had in there. But <laughs> David Phelps is completely out. He starts above <laughs> me. So, but David, uh, there, there was one, and I think it was one where he has the, the lead, or, or that's the thing with Gaither, is it like starts in your range, yes. and then it moves up 10 octaves. Yes. And uh, this was one that I had practiced and practiced and practiced, and I had it down. Uh, but those of you that are listening that have ever played with those little accompaniment uh, CDs know that there's like the low to middle and, and high range or whatever. And, and, uh, with those, usually the low were a little way low and, uh, but the high part would then be okay. But then the high, you know, nobody except for David could do it. And, uh, they started it and I didn't catch it, but they had, they had picked the <laughs> medium range. And so I get in it, I'm hearing the music and, and it, as, as much as I practiced it, I still, I didn't have it, but I, I nailed, nailed the first half. I, I was about, you know, Nashville was about to come calling, man. <laughs> I nailed it. And then it goes up. <laughs> when, like, when did you realize <laughs> that they had started in the wrong key? It was, well, it was then. I didn't realize it until, <laughs> until the, uh, the key change and it, it goes up and I went up and I did go up, <laughs> but I didn't need to go up. And it was, it was bad, man. And, uh, and so I had, I had brought a blessing to those folks, but I left the uh, congregation's eardrums pounding, man. It was, it was rough. Um, yeah. So I have, a I I have some, some Gaither stories as well. Um, cause same thing. There's just, there's such a wide range. I mean, you're, yeah. when you're singing a solo, you're singing four people's parts from a bass to a tenor. Um, my, my probably worst one, um, looking back was a Shane and Shane song that I tried to do. Uh, <laughs> it was there. Be near? Uh, was so, it be so, near? No, it's not be oh, near. Oh man. Um, so this was, uh, in my first year or two in college, um, right after their, their Psalms, uh, album dropped the, the indie release of Psalms. 
and Psalm 118. Um, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. Right. It starts off and, and man, it's I was going to be, the, I was going to be the next chain. Like I, I was, I was convinced, right. I was gonna be the next, I mean, we had the, the greatest worship band the, the world had ever seen. And um, so I started playing it and, and that song starts off all night. I mean, it's just, it's just a Psalm, but, but then Shane does his chain stuff. Right. And he's, he's got these little vocal trills and all that. And um, th- that I can't do, but that didn't stop me from trying. This is at my home church and, and it just kind of like, it ends with like this trill and then the song's just over. And I remember finishing and everybody in the congregation just kind of staring at each other and staring at me. And like, you know, normally there's at least some, you know, kind of light applause. There was no applause. Like everyone was like, what did Kyle just do? <laughs> um, so I, I learned really from there. I was, recorded, I, I really, no, you do not. <laughs> So that would so be our for, new intro. So, <laughs> I, I mean, you can't. I mean, you can't improve our intro today. This was that's the greatest intro yes. ever. Yes, that's right. Yeah, that's right. I, oh, I hope cool. it caused people to give thanks with yeah. a grateful heart to the joyful noise. That, um, that person is in their church. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so we've we've admitted neither one of us are uh, um, innocent in this. But uh, I also have to ask: in your time as a as a youth minister, as a worship leader, and as pastor. There have got to be a couple of um, special music instances that stand out to you as um, all stars in one sense or another. So, so, so share, share, your, uh, share your best, worst special music experiences with us. Okay. The, the best, this, this is going to sound so prideful. Uh, the best was mine. Oh, uh, and, and not was. because it was no. Not I said because, the I said the best worst, best worst. Oh, I yes, thought you were yes, saying the no, best, no, the worst, no, the best yeah. worst. Okay. Your best worst story. Okay, well then let me share this other one anyway. But, but now we all know true. that you're the best special music you've ever heard. It is. It is true. <laughs> it was just. It, it was a great moment for our church. I'm going to tell it anyway. But uh, you know the song, the Do It Again. I don't know if it's Elevation or Hillsong. It's oh, probably yeah. by yeah. one of those people we're not supposed to use. But uh, <laughs> I made a PowerPoint slide or a movie to go with it in the background. And it had pictures of all of the people that have been baptized and so forth at the church and uh, sang it. And, uh, and I sang it well. That was fine. But at the, at the end, uh, when we were done, just the, the, it was kind of this holy hush, not, not the, unholy hush that you have <laughs> to what just happened but like look, look they they got a five minute or four minute glimpse all in you know packed in of what god had been doing in about two years yeah, you know with awesome. the different people that lives have been changed and they've been able to see kind of grow so that was the best uh that we've been in it had nothing to do with me just what god had done at our our church you meanie and uh the the worst there's been <laughs> There's been so many, um, but uh, it was it was one, and I won't say where it was. If it was this church, previous church, uh, or just a visiting church that I was at, uh, but that person could not find the beat <laughs> of the song. And uh, and you you know musicians that know there's the the issues you'll always have with monitors. Are they loud enough? And, and certainly if you're not playing, if if you're not playing you can struggle to find the note. Uh, but really from beginning to end, they were about half a pitch off and about half a beat off. 
and it was it was brutal the it they were frustrated because they knew they were they couldn't catch up and they couldn't get up to the pitch and and it was it it was one of those where you should have just said you know today's not the day (laughs) like yeah we're gonna wrap this up now and go ahead and pray i've had sermons like that where i'm like (laughs) let's just pray (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it sounded a lot better in my head before I started. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? Yeah. yeah, so I look back, I mean, I've got some, you know, um, folks who thought they could sing and they in fact could not. Um, I, I think the one that stands out to me, I was preaching, I believe, at a camp meeting several years ago. And um, that night, the, the, lady, uh, the lady who was going to do special gets up and there's, there's no sound system. So it's all acapella or, or there's some guys with their guitars and, and she gets up. She, I know she doesn't have an instrument. So I'm like, okay, cool. She's going to sing acapella. And, and I mean, that's, you know, it, it usually goes really well or really poorly. Um, she gets up and she explains how her spiritual gift is whistling and um, how her whole life she's been blessing people by whistling. And I'm going, okay, this is different. Um, and, and she then proceeds to lead us in congregational singing um, by her whistling the hymn. Um, and it was the first time I've ever seen someone literally wet their whistle before they started, <laughs> <laughs> before they um, um, sang or b- performed. And that's, that was probably the most awkward. Um, you know, I always think back to, you know, just weird things that were said either before or after a special music. And um, like I said, you know, you just, you, you lose all control of that. And, then normally as a pastor would have to come back and okay, now I've got to, I've got to bring these folks back in. Um, So, so let's, as we begin to wrap up here, um, let's say that some of our listeners who I'm sure are in um, churches that where where special music is still a practice. And um, how would you go about addressing that? Is that something you would kill right off the bat? Say we're not doing this anymore. Or how do you go about navigating through the demise of special music? It's absolutely not worth it for this to be your hill to die on. There's, there's a thousand other things that are more important. Uh, yes, it's, it's in the worship service, uh, but there are some things you can do to guide it and direct it closer to where it needs to be than just going off with the, the acts altogether. And I, I suspect even, even with you at, at Alamo, though it's not regular, there there may still be a time or two a year that that perhaps yeah. you will do one uh, yeah, if it fits occasionally. in. Either you our, do it our or choir, yeah, our yeah. choir will still sing a couple of times a year. Yeah, yeah. So there's times where where that's great. You know, for for us after VBS, our kids who are going to sing one of the yeah. uh, VBS songs, things like that, where it's where it perfectly fits what we're we're doing. And so I think one of the things, the, the best way you can navigate it is one with a smile. You need to have a smile. Uh, when, when you go in, they're, they're already kind of wondering what you're going to change, that kind of thing. That's, that's not number one on your list. Uh, but as you do guide those things, have them submit it beforehand. Find out what they're singing. Ask them to send the, you know, the lyrics beforehand. Start planning your services out a little way so it's not you're not making that decision on Friday that, no, I can't fit it in. Just, Hey, if somebody wants to sing it, send us what you want to sing. And, uh, and then we will try and fit it into a service where it ties into what we're doing. And, uh, and so I think that's the easiest way because that takes it away from just every Sunday, um, whatever tract they're going to sing. We've got people that will sing from tapes, 
uh, tapes that have been around for a long time. I thank God for the lighthouse, you know, things like that. <laughs> That's out there. So, so for our as, listeners before CDs, that for our millennial listeners, there were these things called cassette tapes. And, and then when Bart <laughs> was pastoring, they, they led worship by uh, eight tracks. Wow. <laughs> no, uh, Bart Barber, we love you. Uh, sorry about your Cardinals, but uh, yeah, just ask, ask them for the lyrics beforehand and then prayerfully consider where, where you can fit that in a, a worship service, because as the CSB says, uh, do it right. Yeah, that's right. That's right? Matt's it's translation. Matt, Matt's paraphrase. Matt, yeah. Matt's yeah. paraphrase of the CSB. And uh, we are grateful for the yep. CSB yes, we are. because, because of its blend of readability and accuracy and uh, and so, Kyle, I want you to find a way to tie in some accuracy to your final uh, call to those that may be on the fence about special music. Check out csbible.org after the, the yep. show. But, Kyle, tell us something about accuracy when it comes to Ac- special music. Accuracy. Yeah, so what you said about the uh, lyrical review is absolutely important, right? Because you don't want someone seeing straight-up heresy. Um my my suggestion, along with you, is not to outright kill it, um, but to if if you frequently have subpar special music, um, and, and even if it's good, I think this still applies. I would move it somewhere from right before the sermon, so that you're not having to come in and um, recover. <laughs> you and the and the, and the uh, congregation recover right before the you know if you do like an announcement time at the beginning, maybe put it right after the announcement time. Um, and then that give, and then do another worship song or two, um, so that we can you can worship God accurately um, before the message, and where, where you accurately proclaim the truth of God's word. So nice. there you go. Well, until yeah, it was it was pretty good. Yeah. I I give it a six out of seven. Okay, I'll, I'll take that. Yeah, uh, maybe a six out of eight. But uh, anyway, thank you for tuning in. Uh, This was just kind of a lighthearted look at some of the uh, special music fun that we've had over the years. We tried to make it relatively helpful. Just consider some ways maybe you can make sure whatever is sung uh, will tie into your worship theme that that morning and uh, will glorify God. And of course, consider maybe where you want to put it in the uh, service so you're not walking up there awkwardly like, all righty. Um, <laughs> thank you, uh, Miss Gertrude. We appreciate that. Bless your heart. Uh, now open the Bible too. Uh, so keep that in mind. Uh, but if you haven't, subscribe on iTunes, uh, Spotify, Podomatic, all the good places out there where podcasts are found. You can visit us on Twitter at NAB underscore podcast or on Facebook under facebook.com slash not another Baptist podcast, something other. And uh, what else, Kyle? I guess I need to send it out. Uh, Yeah, that's it. So until next time, may your coffee be as black as night and as bold as the gospel you declare. And we pray you enjoy this little bit of special music as we head out.